Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless.
moment you're going to look up. You're going to see through your tears any second. You're going to realize there's a holy presence here. And you witness all the strongholds of the enemy fall down. Just hold on a little longer. Soon you'll hear sweet victory sound. I said hold on a little longer. came to me when I was praying right over here this morning in his in where there is worship he's there and he's going to be present and I mixed I botched that up but where we're worshiping God's going to be present this second verse says any moment you're going to look up and see through your tears in a second, you're going to realize there's a holy presence here. And you witness all the strongholds of the enemy fall down. Hold on a little longer. Soon you'll hear sweet victory sound. I said, hold on a little longer. For help is on the way. Just hold on a little longer. You'll find strength today. You gotta walk on. A little farther, breathe holy where away. Sing it again. Hold on yeah. a little longer, for help is on the way. I said, hold on, hold on a little longer, for help is on the way. Hold on a little longer, you'll find strength today. Gotta walk on a little farther, breathe holy where away. Hold on a little longer, just hold on a little longer. Till he bless my soul, I'm a witness. 
not understanding. And I just quoted scripture for hours. I called on the Lord all night long. And he did not let me down. He's never failed me. He's never forsaken me. He's going to be there. You just got to trust him and stand on his promises. His book is full of his promises. His word is full of his promises. You just got to trust him through the night and hold on. Hold on a little longer. Help is on the way. Just hold on. Hold on, it's so hard to do. You get so sick. And we rely, these people that are sick, y'all just don't understand how heavily we rely on y'all's prayers. It's y'all's prayers that are getting us through. And this church is such a wonderful church. And you have so many faithful people and people that have faith and that can get a hold of God like Matt did for Lindsay. That's so important to live your life so that you can call on God in a moment and he hears your prayers. I'm so thankful that we serve a God that's with us not only in the good times, not only in the well times, but in the bad times and in the sick times and in the times when viruses are destroying people. I'm so thankful for my Savior. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost that leads us and guides us. It's in Him that we do live. It's in Him that we do move. And it's in Him that we even have a body or have a being. Just trust Him and hold on. Hold on just a little bit longer. Help's going to come. He's going to set us on fire. He's going to use this testimony. He's building this church's faith. We're going to come out of here victorious. We're going to come out of here shouting on the hills of glory. I'm praying that the prophecies foretold about this church for years, a revival will start out of this dark time. The Lord's going to reveal to us how strong he is through healing. I believe it. I'm holding on. It might not be my healing, but it may be Sister Caitlin, and it may be Sister Day. But one of these days, we're going to be victorious, and I can't wait to that day. I'm so excited about what the Holy Ghost is going to do for this church. He's been dealing with our pastor and working through him to encourage us. That's what the Lord's doing. That's what the Lord's doing. He's ministering to us through our pastor and through sickness. He's trying to get all of us ready to go to heaven. And he's trying to get all of us ready to win our families. I'm telling you, he's coming. And he's coming soon. And you better get ready. You better listen to what your pastor's saying. He's getting our attention. He's getting our attention. You look at the world. You look at the nation. I just turn the news off. I can't listen to it. My nerves can't handle it because my faith's not in my president. Even though I'm really upset, my faith is not in my president. My faith is in God. My hope is in God. And we've got to get ready. If you're on Facebook listening, you better get ready or you're going to get left behind. I want to just pray to beg God, Lord, Forgive me for not caring enough about my community that is lost. For not caring enough about my family that is lost. We've got to win our lost loved ones. And that's what God's getting us ready. 
He's getting us ready, and I feel like our church is going to be used in a mighty, mighty way. Hallelujah. Hold on a little longer. Help is on the way. Hallelujah. We just heard from heaven. We just heard from heaven. Hallelujah. And I pray, whoever you are, Caitlin, whoever you are, Naomi, you're listening, you're watching. Praise God, we're going to have help. Amen. We are going to have help. Amen. I've tried to preach Thursday night. Amen. The altar builder and the covenant maker. If you will build you an altar and get a hold of God, God is the covenant maker that will take care of you. And he reveals himself, brother man, as the almighty God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he is the almighty God? Praise God. Praise God. Good morning. Let's not, uh, let's not back up now. All right. My, my voice is a little bit uh, weak still. Uh, so y'all bear with me. Daniel chapter 6. We'll get right into the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, I thought Sister April was going to do my lesson this morning. I want to talk about that faith in an almighty God. That's what I want to talk about this morning. <clears throat> my title this morning is Faith Trumps Fear. Faith Trumps Fear. Daniel chapter 6. Uh, they were singing, I prayed all night long. When I got up this morning, I told Aranda, I said, baby, I felt like I prayed all night long. I know I didn't because I heard myself snoring, so I know I didn't pray all night long, but I felt like it was just on and off all night long. It seemed like I couldn't get that much rest, and I was praying on and off all night long, but the Lord hopefully will come to us this morning. Daniel chapter 6, verse 7, very familiar scriptures to us. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. So my title this morning is Faith Trumps Fear. I hope you'll, you'll get that this morning. Now we know the story here. Daniel was in captivity in Babylon. But because the Bible said because of his faithfulness and his excellent spirit. He is given this high position above the other presidents and the princes in the kingdom under Darius. So all the governors, all the princes, all those counselors and captains, they all conspire together, and they convince King Darius to make this very strange decree, which Darius, in, in his arrogance, he fell for it, and he makes this decree. And he signs this law according to the Medes and the Persians, so that no one can make a petition of any man or any god for 30 days except for the king, or else they will be cast into the den of lions. Now this new law was published throughout the kingdom, and the Bible says that Daniel knew about this law. He knew about it. So I'm going to talk to us this morning about faith 
trumps fear. And there's three things that I want to discuss with, with us this morning about Daniel's faith that I hope we can learn from. Daniel's faith, first off, Daniel's faith was a faith in the face of fear. Daniel's faith was a faith in the face of fear. Now Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 defines faith for us. We've known this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not really faith if you can see it. It's not really faith if you already have it in your hand. It's not faith if the outcome is already certain. They say, you know, the only two things certain in the world are death and taxes. So it takes very little faith to believe that next month the government's still going to withhold their taxes. It takes very little faith to believe that. Daniel here, he knew the law. He knew it. It was written. He knew the consequences of defying that law. He knew it was the den of lions. Now, of course, being thrown into a den of hungry lions, you probably wouldn't last very long. I'm not sure how quickly your death would come, but death would be certain. It would not be a pleasant way to die, being pulled limb from limb, maybe with your heart still beating. But Daniel knew this. He knew the decree. He knew that it had been signed according to the law of the Medes and Persians and that it could not be altered. So the law was clear. The punishment was clear. And so certainly Daniel felt some fear. Now fear is an emotional response to an actual threat. It's one of the definitions. Fear is an emotional response to an actual threat. Fear is the awareness of danger. Now, I'm thinking being ripped to shreds by tooth and claw is probably a dangerous situation. That's what I'm thinking. So the law was very explicit here. The punishment was very clear. You pray to your God, you're going to die at the mouths of lions. Cut and dry. Simple. Now, fear can also mean a strong emotion caused by anticipation of fear or danger or threat. So just the threat of danger can cause us to fear. Now, the story is told of Two explorers, they were, they were in the jungle and suddenly a ferocious lion jumped out and growled at them. And the one guy said to the other guy in a calm voice, keep calm. They said in the book that we read, if we stay calm and look the lion in the eye, he will run. And the other guy responded, he said, sure, I read the book and you read the book, but did the lion read the book? <laughs> Sometimes just that threat of danger can cause us to fear. Now, Max Licato said this. He said, anxiety and fear are cousins, but not twins. They're cousins. Anxiety and fear are cousins. They're not twins. Fear sees a threat. Anxiety imagines one. Fear results in fight or flight, but anxiety creates doom and gloom. Fear is the, is the pulse in your heart when you see the, the rattlesnake caught up into your, in your front yard. Anxiety is the voice in your mind that says, don't you ever, ever, ever leave your house without shoes on because there might be a snake. You see the difference? Fear is real. There is no doubt about it. Fear is real, but anxiety is our response to that fear. I read a statistic uh, some time back that 50 million Americans are now feeling the effects of panic attacks, phobias, and anxiety disorders. So one in six Americans are now suffering from some type of anxiety disorder. First, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, 
but a power and of love and a sound mind. So fear and anxiety that we feel, they are not from God. The fear and anxiety, it is not God's plan for us to live in fear. But you see, we live in a pandemic of fear that is crippling us. It, it is from a real danger. It is from a real danger, but that, that fear is crippling us. It is crippling us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So I'm here to tell you this morning, faith trumps fear. Faith dispels fear. Not faith in a vaccine, not faith in, in, a, in a financial bailout, but faith in a God, faith in Almighty God, the God of the universe. As Brother Philip said, the giver and the sustainer of life. I'm talking about faith in the creator, faith in the healer, faith in the deliverer, faith in the prince of peace. The almighty God, as Brother Philip said, that can shut the mouths of lions. The friend that can go with us through the fire. So Daniel's faith here was a faith in the face of fear. The danger was real. That den of lions was not just some made-up figment of their imagination just as part of their contrived plot to get rid of Daniel. The den of lions was real. The fear was real. See, it's not really fear or worry or doubt that doesn't exist. It does. But we must keep them in their proper perspective, subservient to our faith. Fear has to be subservient to faith. Faith trumps fear. David said in Psalm 56 and 3, what time I am afraid. He said, I have been afraid. I am afraid. He said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I'm not saying that we won't be afraid because real danger warrants real fear. It's just that we have to allow faith to trump our fear. Way back in 1997, well, it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Way back, I just graduated from high school. Back in 1997, this junior high student from Eagle Rock Junior High School, he won first prize in the Greater Idaho Falls Science Fair for his project. And his project was this. He asked 50 people if they would support a ban on the chemical dihydrin monoxide. And he told about dihydrin monoxide. He told them the things about dihydrin monoxide how it can cause excessive sweating and vomiting. It is a major component in acid rain. It can cause severe burns in the gaseous state. In fact, if you accidentally inhale it, it will kill you. It it is found in the tumors of cancer patients. And they still use it today. They use it today, still using it as an industrial solvent, as a coolant. It's used in nuclear power plants, in making styrofoam. It's even used as a fire retardant. This is what he told them. And then he asked them, would you agree to to sign a petition to ban dihydrogen monoxide? And 46 out of the 50 signed it. Six of them said they weren't sure and they wouldn't sign it. Only one person realized dihydrogen monoxide is H2O. It's water. Fear can cause us to panic. And if we allow fear to control us, if we allow fake news to control us, control us, if we allow the atrocities of the society that we live in to control us, the fear-mongering to control us, then we just become another statistic. One of those suffering from anxiety. They see, Daniel here was not caught off guard. Sister April mentioned this. Daniel's faith was a faith in the face of fear, but it was also, number two, it was a practiced faith. It was a 
practiced faith. You see, Daniel was still a captive in a foreign country. He was an older man now. At the time, he was thrown into the den of lions. No, law, no doubt he longed to be back in his homeland. He was a Jew in captivity in this foreign land. He still went to his house. He raised his window toward Jerusalem and he prayed three times a day. And if you look at Daniel chapter 6, there's three different characteristics there or descriptions of Daniel's prayer. In verse 9 it says, he gave thanks before his God. In verse 11, they found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And in verse 13, they say, he maketh his petition three times a day. So thanks, supplication, and petition. The other night, Luke, he was saying his bedtime prayers as he always does. And he was saying, God bless mommy, and God bless daddy, and God bless bubby. And all of a sudden, his tone changed a little bit. And he started pleading with God. He said, please, God. Please, please, God. Oh, God, please, please, God, help us. His tone became a tone of supplication. Please, God, please, God, I'm begging you. It it caught me off guard, really. The urgency with which Luke realized we have got to have help from God. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, so don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication... With thanksgiving, let your request or your petition be known to God. The Apostle Paul gives us the recipe for a continual faith, and it is through prayer, and it is exactly the way Daniel did it. Thanksgiving, supplication, and petition. Daniel prays exactly the way Apostle Paul tells us to pray. Supplication, thanksgiving, and petition. James 5 and 16 says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, prayer and supplication, pleading with God, begging God, making petitions of God is not evidence of our lack of faith, but it is exactly evidence that we have faith in that God. Our pleading and our praying and our praying all night long and our petition before God and our crying and our fasting is not evidence that we don't have faith. It is the exact opposite. It is evidence that we do have faith. So don't you ever feel feel like I've prayed all night long and that means I'm weak. No, that's your evidence of your faith in your God. You've spent all night long praying. That's evidence of your faith. Remember the definition in, in Hebrews of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is prolonged hope. Faith is hope that survives the troubles and trials. Daniel was still in captivity. Faith is a belief in a God no matter what the outcome is. Daniel prayed for years and years. He was an old man and he was still in captivity. But you know what he did? Three times a day he still prayed. So faith is prolonged hope that no matter the outcome, no matter if you deliver me from captivity or not, no matter if you deliver me from the lions or not, I'm still going to believe in you. You remember the three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3. They were called before the king because they would not bow. And he looks them right in the eye and he says, you will be this same hour cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Now that was the danger. That was the threat. But then he gives up the challenge. And he says, and who is that God that will deliver you out of my hands? But their faith in the face of fear answered that challenge. 
And you know what they said? We're not even going to be careful how we answer you. Our God is able to deliver us, and He might, but if He don't, we still will not bow to your gods. What faith? No matter the outcome, we will not bow. No matter if I'm sick tomorrow, I will not give up my faith. No matter if in the morning I'm mourning, I will not give up on my faith. No matter the trial I go through, I will not give up on my faith. No matter if I'm flat on my back with cancer, I will not give up on my faith. I will not give up on my faith. It is a practice faith. Faith is a prolonged hope in a God who doesn't answer our prayers when we plead sometimes. Or He doesn't answer them in the way we expect Him to. He didn't answer Daniel when he prayed for years and years to be delivered from captivity. And I suppose if I was Nebuchadnezzar and I'd issued my challenge and it had been rebutted so blatantly and confidently, I'd have probably gone stark raving mad too. Wouldn't you? But Daniel here, day after day, month after month, year after year, Daniel prayed and he pleaded with God to return to Jerusalem. Yet day after day, month after month, year after year, Daniel lived out his faith. He practiced his faith. And when the fear came and the threat came and the conspiracy came and the danger came, he still practiced his faith just like he'd been doing before. He practiced his faith. He lived his faith. He lived his faith in his conduct, in his business, in his, in his government, in his dedication, he, in his prayer. He practiced his faith. And when the fear came, the faith trumped the fear. Because it was a practiced faith. It was a day in and a day out living that same faith. Daniel knew the law. He knew the consequences. Yet he diligently practiced his faith. By going to his house, raising the window, and praying towards Jerusalem just like he had always done. It was a faith of action. It's doing what he was supposed to be doing. Doing what he always did, even in the face of fear. Uh, the book of James says that faith must be accompanied with our works. It's not just enough to have faith. You've got to have some, some works with that. You've got to put action with your faith, and that's what Daniel did. Daniel did not cower in the corner and go hide and close the windows in the shades to pray. He said, I've always done it this way. This is how I show my faith in my God by looking towards Jerusalem and praying for deliverance. And I'm going to do it again today. Now, sometimes faith can paralyze us. I'm sorry. Sometimes fear can paralyze us. Fear can paralyze us. When we were building the house a couple years ago, Aranda, I think I've told this before, I was working up on top of the roof of the front porch, and we were putting sheeting on. Aranda was handing stuff up to me, and she had to crawl up the ladder, a step ladder, to hand me something. And that ladder creeled, and two of the feet came off the ground, and I just grabbed it. And it was, it was sideways. Aranda was still on a third or fourth rung, and I was holding on. And I said, baby, you got to get down. And it was like I wasn't even talking. I don't know if it wasn't going in or if it was going in and out. I don't know how it was, but it wasn't sinking in. I said, baby, I can't hold this ladder forever. You have to move. You have to get down. You have to put some action into this. I can't hold you forever. I literally had to scream at her to get her out of that fear panic because she was falling. And I caught her in the middle of a fall, and she locked and she wouldn't move. And I had to say, baby, you have to get down. You have no choice. Move. 
our faith in the face of fear. Sometimes fear will cause us to panic and to paralyze and to go rigid. But we have to have action with our faith. Did you know that President and Mrs. Benjamin Harrison, they were so intimidated, intimidated by this strange thing called electricity that they put in the White House that they wouldn't even touch the electric switches. They said they would, if a servant wasn't around when they went to bed, they'd just sleep with the lights on. They would not touch that. The African Impala, it can jump 10 feet straight high. It can sail 30 feet in distance, but they keep them pinned in in zoos all the time with a three-foot solid wall. You know why? They won't jump over because they don't know where they're going to land. They can't see where they're going to land, so they won't jump. Sometimes fear will paralyze us. Faith is the ability to trust even when we cannot see what is tomorrow. Even when we cannot see what is on the other side of the wall, we have to have faith. Now, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know who's going to get sick next. I don't know if we'll be mourning in the morrow. There's so much threat and danger now. There's so much fear and worry. But the same God that I have served for 37 years now is the same God on the morrow. The same God that you have served all these years is the same God tomorrow. So I have to believe that He is still the giver and the sustainer of life. He is still the creator. He is still the deliverer. He is still the healer. He is still the Prince of Peace. He is still the God who can close the mouths of lions and walk with me through the fire. There's one thing about it. Daniel went into the den of lions. The Hebrew boys went into the fire. Now lastly, so Daniel's faith was a faith in the face of fear. It was a practiced faith. Then lastly, Daniel's faith was a catching faith. Let me explain what I mean there. If you look at verse 16. Daniel has been called, he's been accused, and he's been sentenced. He is literally on the edge of the den of lions, ready to be cast to those hungry lions. And the king stops him and speaks to him. Here's what the king said. Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver you. That's the king. David, our Daniel, had practiced his faith. He had been continual in his faith. And this foreign king somehow took notice that Daniel's had faith even in the face of fear. He observed that Daniel walked and he talked and he lived his faith. This same king who had been duped by other men just that day or the day before had such faith and confidence. And he looked at Daniel and he said, the God that you serve, he will deliver you. Darius caught a hold of Daniel's faith and turned around and looked at Daniel and said, The God you serve will deliver you. So Daniel's faith was a catching faith. Now we know Darius stayed up all night fasting and praying. Daniel had spent all of that day trying to figure out a way to change the law of the Medes and the Persians. So faith does not mean that we... And sit back and just relax and say, God, you just bring me healing whenever you're ready. Faith means that we fast and we pray. Faith means that we weep 
and we wail. Faith means we petition and we plead. Faith means that we get prayed for in line after line after line. Faith means we tell everybody on Facebook, pray for me. Faith means I'm begging God to heal me. Faith means I'm begging God to come to my situation. I'm begging someone else to pray for me. That's faith. That is faith. We listen to preaching. We listen to gospel singing. That's faith. It's living faith in the face of fear. So Sister Dana, you keep telling those stories wherever she went of faith. Tell Bubba and Tina. Tell their story of faith. Share it again over and over. Tell us those stories of faith and maybe it will be catching. And I don't know if maybe Daniel was standing there on the edge of that den of lions and, a, and some doubt was coming into him and he was getting ready to get shoved off into the, to the mouths of hungry lions and he might not even have made it to the bottom and the king all he had to do was do the nod and Daniel was done for and somehow that same faith that Daniel had had year after year after year got a hold of Darius and Darius looks at Daniel and said, it's okay, Daniel. You're coming through this. The God that you serve is going to deliver you. So Daniel's faith was catching. So Daniel was taken and put in the den of lions. He was shoved up. The, not, the king not, did the nod. The guard shoved Daniel off to the edge of nowhere. And they quickly rolled a stone over it. And they sealed it with the king's seal. There was no escape. No escape. Hungry lions at the bottom, rock behind me. There was no escape. But faith trumps fear. Verse 23. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found on him. Why? Because he believed in his God. Telling you this morning, faith trumps fear. Let's stand. No matter what tomorrow holds, Faith trumps fear. Let's agree together as a collective body of believers in faith that hopefully is catching from one person to the next that God, we believe you are still the giver and the sustainer of life. God, we believe that you are still the creator. We believe that you are still the healer. We believe that you are still the deliverer. We believe that you are still the prince of peace. We believe that you can still close the mouths of lions. We believe that you can walk with us through the fire again. If we get delivered or not, I still believe. If I get healed or not, I still believe. If I live or die, I still believe. If Trump's president or not, I still believe that faith trumps fear. Through the worry and the doubt, I still believe. Through the troubles and trials, we still believe, God. Through it all, we still believe, God. We don't know what tomorrow will hold. We don't know what news, bad or good, we may hear in the morrow. But God, we still believe. We still believe. We still believe like that woman or that man that said, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. I still believe. Daniel, why were you delivered? What's the reason you were delivered? Because you believed in your God. So we can either sit back, become paralyzed with the fear that is all around us, or we can let faith Trump fear. 
most of you have been living for God for years. Years and years and years. That practiced faith is what will get you through the hard times. That practiced faith, even when the fear comes, you don't know what tomorrow holds. That practiced faith from year to year, that belief in that same God three times a day, I'm going to open my window, I'm going to pray for deliverance to Jerusalem. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm still going to do it. And that act of faith, that prayer with supplication, petition, and thanksgiving, that is our faith. That is our faith before our God. And he says, faith will trump the fear. You do not have to be paralyzed. You do not have to become spiritually inactive because of the fear around you. You do not have to become where you cannot move. You become rigid in your spirituality because of the pandemic of fear. It does not have to happen because faith can trump fear. Faith trumps fear when our faith is in an almighty God. When it's in the God of the universe, faith trumps fear. So let's come this morning. If you have an ounce of faith in you, come this morning and lay it before God and say, I'm back again, God. I asked the question yesterday, God, and you didn't answer yet. I asked for healing yesterday and I didn't get it yet. I asked for my children to be saved, but I didn't get it yet. But I'm coming back again. I'm going to come back again and again and again. I'm going to get my petition again and again and over and over. And that's my sign of faith that I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. What tomorrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know proveth for everything. And all of my worries. Living by faith, yes, living by faith. In, Jesus above. in Jesus above, I'm trusting in God, I'm trusting in God, in His great love, yes, in His great love, from all harm saved, in His sheltering arms, living by faith.